The Lifestylist, Episode 73, featuring Carrie Lynn Pamer and Cindy Duprima. I'm Luke Story, a former celebrity fashion stylist and founder of School of Style. For the past 20 years, I've been relentlessly dedicated to my deepest passion, designing the ultimate lifestyle based on the most powerful principles of health and spirituality. The Lifestylist Podcast is a show dedicated to sharing my discoveries and the experts behind them with you. All right, we are back with part two of two with my friends from Cat Beauty, Carrie Lynn Pammer and Cindy DePrima. If you missed part one on Tuesday, obviously you want to go back and listen to that before you dive into part two. But you know what? It's a free country. It's a free world. Do what you want to do. Rock on part two here. You can also catch this entire interview, which is a couple hours long just about, on YouTube. We sit down in my living room, throw the cans on. The cans mean, you know, that's like a fancy industry name for headphones. It also means something else, but that would be inappropriate to discuss with my two female guests. <laughs> anyway, we talk about how Carrie Lynn and Cindy uh, met, the work that they did in the fashion industry in New York City, how they made the transition into starting this fantastic company blog website called Cap Beauty, You know how they really created that brand and opened their New York City spa and boutique, and some of the things that they sell, some of the different beauty products and supplements that they've been, um, you know, have curated in that space over the years, and then really like a a great story from Carrie Lynn about how she overcame celiac disease. She had it for a long time, didn't know she had it, almost ruined her life and eventually led her into this transition into this um, health and wellness industry, which is a cool story. I think a lot of us, I know myself included, started out in some sort of illness, sickness, some catalytic event that led us into this lifestyle. And really that's what this show is about. So it was cool to hear from her perspective how that happened. And then why we really want to avoid toxins in our personal care and beauty products. Some of the stuff is really nasty, y'all. And it's important that if you're going to put stuff in and on your body that's organic. So stuff like nail polish, lipstick, hair dye. Sorry, ladies, and even some of you guys. Um, turns out some of the stuff is really nasty and it's really hard to get it out of your body once it's in there. So we, of course, get some great tips on their favorite organic skincare products. Stuff that's actually good for your skin, good for your teeth, good for your hair, etc. We get a secret tip on the healthiest deodorant, which is actually made of bacteria, which is kind of weird. And then we talk about the benefits of kundalini yoga, Kabbalah, transcendental meditation, TM, and how they use these practices to actually fuel their business and make money and be successful. You know, the spiritual life is not about being broke, folks. Wouldn't that suck? I mean, I guess it could be. You can just go sit in a cave in the Himalayas or something, but... uh, You know, I'm about like abundance in this life in all areas. So they have a really cool perspective on that and some other great lifestyle practices that they've adopted in New York City, like going to float tanks and sound baths and cool stuff like that. And they give some really good tips on how to live in a giant city like New York and still have a balanced, healthy life. You know, how to create the ultimate Zen home as a refuge in the middle of a city, which is really important. And we talk about the differences between living in New York and LA, you know, two of the major cities that um, I and they both travel back and forth from and, and some of the fun differences and how you can turn each of those cities into a healthy place to live if you kind of have some strategies to do that with. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So this is part two. Like I said, don't forget to go back and check part one, but this is a good episode in and of itself. So 
welcome. If this is your first time here to the Lifestylist Podcast, this is going to be a blast. You're going to love it. And if you're coming back as an old time, long time listener, welcome back. I'm really glad to have you. And I know that you'll enjoy this interview. Hey, check this out. I recently launched something on my site called The Master Market. It's a super cool store where I've got different categories, whether it be spirituality, mind focus, outdoors, food, superfoods, supplements, bedroom, sleep, office, jet lag, biohacking. There's even a bookstore from some of my favorite books and books recommended by my guests. And what this is, is like a hub where you can go find all of the links to everything I've either used and vetted or I'm currently using in my life to build the ultimate lifestyle. So it's called The Master Market, Luke's Lifestyle List, and you can find it at lukestory.com forward slash store. Just go to my site and you'll see it in the navigation. Now, what's really cool about this is when you make a purchase through my store, I'm not actually selling you anything. I'm just curating a really dope place where you can go find the best stuff. So I get a piece of commission if you make a sale through the site. The vendor, of course, makes some cash because you buy and you get a place where you can go and save time and money from not having to look around for the best stuff and do all the research yourself. But what's even cooler is most of those items come with a custom discount code if you go through my site, which is pretty cool. So it's a win, 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 triple trifecta win. Great way to support my work and the podcast and the show, as well as the brands and your own health and well-being. Check it out. LukeStory.com forward slash store. Our show today, folks, is brought to you by Four Sigmatic, one of my favorite companies in the world of medicinal mushrooms. So Four Sigmatic make these amazing little packets of herbal and superfood elixirs. They're delicious, they're super potent, very high quality herbs, and they're really, really easy to use. So they're a standalone drink. You can make them hot or cold. They come in a little packet. It's a powder. You stir it up, blend it, you're good to go. Or you can add it to an existing drink like a bulletproof coffee, for example. If you caught my episode one and got the episode upgrade, or you happen to have seen it on YouTube, I make an amazing recipe called Supercharged Bulletproof Coffee in which I use Four Sigmatic Herbs. So it's one of my favorite companies. I use their stuff all the time. I absolutely stand behind them. They are badass. What's even more badass is that I got you a little hookup, my friend. That's right. We got you covered with a 15% off coupon at foursigmatic.com. Go to the site, enter this code, the lifestylist, and you will save 15%. So go to foursigmatic.com, enter the code, the lifestylist, for a 15% discount. And if you'd like a recommendation on where to start once you get there, I would definitely get cracking on the Chaga and the Rishi blends. Those are two of my very favorite drinks. And Chaga is kind of difficult to make on your own. And when you boil it like I do, you really only get the water extraction and not the fat-soluble extraction in which you would have to use alcohol. So they use a dual extraction, which you're going to hear about in episode eight with Taro Isakalpila, the co-founder of the company. So enjoy your medicinal mushrooms. Stay healthy, stay strong, stay well. Enjoy the lifestyle. It's time for a shout out to my friends over at Organifi.com. Everyone knows that green juice is good for you now, right? You see it like in 7-Eleven. There's green juice everywhere. I love my green juice, but there's a couple problems with it. One, it usually comes in plastic, which is less than ideal. Two, it's loaded with sugar. A lot of these green juices that you think are healthy have like 25 grams of sugar. That's like a green Coca-Cola. Not good. But mainly the issue with the green juice phenomenon, for me personally, is that they're not very portable. Even if it comes in glass and it doesn't have 
have sugar, I have to drink the whole thing at once if I'm in my car, I'm traveling or something like that. So they're just not quite convenient all of the time. And they'll just go bad if you leave them sitting there. So what Organifi has done is created this amazing superfood green juice blend that comes in a powdered form in a little packet that you can just throw in a bottle of water, any other drink, and make an instant super powerful green juice. So it's got 11 superfoods. It doesn't have any of the swag extra stuff that you don't need. It's just the stuff that you're actually going to feel. So it's got turmeric, chlorella, wheatgrass, spirulina, mint, moringa, ashwagandha, lemon, beets, little matcha green tea for an extra kick there, some coconut water for electrolytes and potassium. And then it's sweetened with monk fruit, which is awesome because it doesn't spike your blood sugar. It's got like a low glycemic index, unlike some of those green juices I mentioned. So it's a really great product. I've been using it for months. You probably heard me talk about it before. I want to share an opportunity with you to save 20% if you want to check it out. All you have to do is go to Organifi.com and enter the code LIFESTYLIST at checkout, and you're going to save 20%. So that's Organifi.com with an I, not a Y. Use the code LIFESTYLIST and save 20%. Check it out. You will not be disappointed. Friends, for almost 20 years, Carrie Lynn Pammer and Cindy DePrima share a love for wellness and even deeper love for refined and inspired living. Veterans of the worlds of style and magazine editorial, they founded Cat Beauty with a mission to merge the worlds of wellness and design. Carrie Lynn's first business, the clothing and accessory store Castor and Pollux, was a much-loved fixture in New York City's West Village. Carrie Lynn introduced natural beauty to her customers in 2010 and watched the interest and love for this category grow. She herself became enthralled and was amazed that there was no single destination where she could shop for the newest and most exciting natural brands. Carrie Lynn partnered with longtime friend and photo stylist Cindy DePrima. Known for her intelligent and elevated approach to style, Cindy has contributed to Harper's Bazaar, Domino, and Town and Country, among other publications. As two style-obsessed friends, they dreamed of building a brand that would deliver naturals in the most inspired and edited way. With a focus on design and sensibility and a deep passion for healthful beauty, Carrie Lynn and Cindy created Cap Beauty. So I want to get into the cosmetics, the personal care products and things like that, and maybe give some people some education on why what they're using might not be optimal. Because mm-hmm. I still find a lot of people are very unaware of some basic things, like, for example, just deodorant that you get at the drugstore. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'll yeah. see people still using them. I'm like, you didn't hear like in... 98, like yeah. we all found out that shit has yeah. aluminum in right. it, and right. especially yeah. for women, you yeah. know, it's like bad That's news, an interesting so. one. We Deodorant was one of the first products we decided we wanted to make, and it's actually, we're still developing a deodorant, and one of the reasons we wanted to make a deodorant was that it seemed like that was one of the products that most people know they should be using a better version of. You know, like, right? Because that information's kind of come out. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah sure. It's even pretty, like worse antiperspirants. Like, yeah, um, right. nature designed you to sweat. Like, right. you don't want to stop. Like, this that. is a detox organ. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. So, but, what, um, what's your current solution, or just you both of you personally? I use like essential oils from Living Libations, mm-hmm. and again, it's one well of those things. You? It's a little vials, like forty-five dollars. Yeah. yeah, but it lasts months. And yeah. Right. It doesn't. I don't know. It just works well with my body. Mine's, I think, yeah. the Palo Santo one. And yeah. It's like, 
people are always like, oh, what's, what's that oil you wear? I'm like, I'm not wearing any oils. I go, oh, yeah, it's oh, actually right. my gross armpits you're smelling, and you <laughs> yeah. love it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. wow. Um, it's like, we, I'm like pheromone bombing everyone, and they're actually enjoying it. It's that's really good. weird. That's so the point of pheromones. <laughs> what have you discovered in terms of the deodorant solution? Deodorants. Um, we're just testing ours well, right we've now. We've been testing ours for, yeah, a for a while. But there's a also other, like Mother Dirt is a probiotic mist that, yeah. It's a ammonia oxide. Ammonia oxidized it's bacteria. A, it's a bacteria that used to live on everyone's skin that yeah. no longer does. And there's a company in are they Boston. based in Boston? Yeah. They're based in Boston. Yeah. And I think they're a much larger like biotech kind of company, but they've made this bacteria available as a product, which is a mist, and it doesn't exist on the skin anymore because of all the environmental and a lot of it, the reason is because of all the preservatives, which are designed to kill bacteria. Yep. So every kind of regular product that somebody uses that has a paraben or phenoxyethanol in it, any of those antibacterials that are in a lot of products are going to kill that microbiome. And so this bacteria, a lot of people have had success using it in place of deodorant. That's interesting. But you can't use it and use a product that has preservatives. Or, you know, sometimes essential oils too. Yes, a certain really? essential oils. Yeah, so it can be challenging. It also needs to be refrigerated. Yeah, so it's a it's um, so it's like a more solution. complex <laughs> kind of solution for self or something. Yeah, it's I, a really cool product though. The guy who developed it, he's like a crazy scientist. Yeah, and he literally has not taken a shower like in the name of his project for thirteen years, or submerged himself in water at like, all. Like not even like the he ocean. Hasn't gone swimming. He hasn't. Nothing. Nothing. Is he trying to like grow the, a natural? He's human basically trying skin to create the, the microbiome. His perfect microbiome, what he considers to be a perfect microbiome that hasn't been interrupted by external kind of products that he's putting on his skin. Right. Right. And studying that, and I so mean, he's been studying that, and then realized he was having um, really great luck with actually adding on the AO bacteria to his skin in terms of skin health and kind of skin general like vitality and radiance, and then also smell for deodorant that's crazy so we sell that as a deodorant right now but like we said it's to a very specific consumer yeah right. and people use it for different things too yeah. so, so does like that people have bacteria tried it then eczema. eat the gross smelly bacteria under your yeah. arm yeah that's it's kind of the same it, concept it's like as probiotics dominant. it's like the alpha right? bacteria that's yeah. like oh, get out of here guys right it's, it's like probiotics it's like you add the good to kind of right keep the bad in check and they yeah. and they, they like actually say, say that there's good there's they no don't good, like and good and bad, bad. bacteria they oh, just okay. say it's about a certain balance of bacteria yeah. like you need both whichever one is out of balance is bad yeah i like that that's yeah. cool yeah yeah that's there's not one I, evil bacteria i haven't thought about that <laughs> the preservatives that are made to kill things that grow right. in your lotion for example i never thought about they're not putting super those preservatives intelligent on. they're killing right? everything on they're you killing right everything. It's, yeah it's the same thing as like taking an antibiotic Right. Like it goes in and it gets rid of the quote unquote bad that's existing in your body, but it doesn't have the ability to identify the good, so it wipes everything. Right. That's why you right. more often than not should, you know, be repopulating with the for lack of a better word, good. Yeah. And then what about some other products? Like one that always scares me would be and it might not even be something you guys carry, but I just want to see how you feel about it or if you have any ideas. It's like hair dye and hair relaxer. Mm. I've heard hair that that is, is, is. I've heard that hair dye is the number one environmental pollutant in the world. Wow! Because I just it all heard goes crazy, down the drain, yeah, I and just back a, into the yeah. water table. And it's got I forget what's in it, but it's something like freaking cyanide. It's just like the worst shit ever. Yeah. Do I you know. all do anything to your hair, or like, do you have any natural sort of? 
hair protocol? Um, we don't sell any dyes. No. Okay. Just because it seems like a more of a specialty product. Yeah. Right. If something came along that was the solution for that, we would definitely... Yeah, try to promote that. But we are both guilty of getting our hair done. (laughs) Yeah, we do. And one of our estheticians just told me she went to a lecture on lymphatic drainage, and apparently hair dye never leaves your lymph system. Really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, she told me that too, and I didn't tell you that. Yeah. No, she texted me. (laughs) Well, I think there's a... I think most of us people are unaware that the skin is an organ, right? Yeah. It's a living, breathing organ. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people make the correlation that if you're rubbing something on your skin, right. that you're very Ingesting. scientifically and literally putting it right into your bloodstream. Yeah. yeah. And of course, anyone who's ever used a patch to deliver any kind of pharmaceutical should know that. But it's true. I think people think, well, I'm not eating it. I'm just putting it on my skin. It's and cool it's when people actually, change their orientation to thinking right. about their skin in that way. I feel like that's yeah. a really big shift. Yeah. When you think about your skin not being this thing that's containing all your organs and actually is your largest organ, mm. there's like a paradigm shift of how you take care of it. It's that also, was big for me when right. I re- made that connection. It was kind of like, oh, right. of course. like and you know, I like the way you stated that. You know, that's cool. Like, yeah, it's not. It's that, like makeup. It's like you don't want to necessarily be covering something up. You want to be revealing something. And we like makeup. It's not like we're like anti makeup, but it's really more about like revealing kind of what's there already, as opposed to just like covering it up and painting over it. You know, it's it's interesting right. on that as a heterosexual guy mm-hmm. <laughs> who's like been attracted to women my whole life. I've never liked it, even when I was a teenager, and was like you know, super horny for all the hot girls. Like I've never liked when women wear really any makeup, right. especially a lot of it. I don't yeah. think a lot of men do. I think it's, it's actually know, like, quite common. For I mean, Cause to, all the women, you know, all the yeah. young girls that want to be Kim Kardashian and have like 15 inches of like yeah. foundation yeah. on and all this. I'm like, I guess there's gotta be guys out there that like that plastic, like Barbie doll sort of fake look. Yeah. But yeah. I, I actually yeah, don't little, I like it. I mean, it looks weird, especially yeah. I've like, never been with a guy who does, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I guess if like, <laughs> that's know? not, you know, if you're not doing the like four inch lashes and all that no, stuff, right. it's like, yeah. We took those off for today. But yeah. what, what's um, interesting about it too, is that as a guy, and I think every guy, I have one guy in the room that can relate to this is like, and I think you figure this out, but when you're younger and you meet a girl out at a club or something like that and you're like oh my god that girl's so hot and then you get to know them become more intimate with them and then it gets to the point where you see them without makeup and you like jump yeah, out I'm of your sure. skin I'm you're sure. like uh, who are you where did yeah. you come from you right. know and you're like I know. oh and shit nothing makes it's me like more false sad. advertising yeah. you know it's but like it's you, also you feel like manipulated switch. and used it's like if, <laughs> I, if a guy borrowed his friend's Ferrari and picked you up on a date and then two weeks later you <laughs> found out it was a loner and he drove like a piece of shit Yugo or something <laughs> the classic bait and switch. Yeah, bait it and is. I've always, I've always, I don't know. Maybe I have like hidden deep resentments or right. something. But I'm like, yeah. that's just not cool. Like, it also seems like a horrible. one thing, but putting on a whole fucking mask is like yeah. a little bit deceptive. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It also seems really horrible to be a woman who feels like she has to do all of that before her husband or boyfriend can see her. Yeah, so it yeah. seems like a like a prison or something. Yeah, yeah totally. I mean, you know? I'm always like bitching at my girlfriend to not wear makeup. She's yeah. like, oh, that's my thing. It's my style. I'm like, I get it, but you just look so pretty without it. You yeah. Know? yeah. Not yeah, we're with you. With yeah. it, but it's like, yeah. I don't know. It's like God created you how you are. It looks right. great. Yeah. Right. And I think that our message is like, that doesn't mean that you can't look amazing. 
like we're just really into great skin and we're really into looking vibrant and radiant and it doesn't mean that we don't want to look great i just don't really want to look like i'm trying to look 30 when i'm 60 right because i don't think that looks good yeah i want to look great when i'm 60 yeah but that's it's sort of a different end goal yeah, yeah, and you can when you take care of your skin, right? Totally, I mean, look absolutely. at Nadine Artemis from Living yeah, Libations. I, totally. I've never like asked her age because it might be uncouth, but she's not thirty, you know, yeah, and her yeah. skin looks like thirties. Yeah, it's like yeah, crazy. Totally. Yeah, from just getting high on her own supply, like using yeah. her own stuff. Yeah, you know? totally. It's like totally. a great testament, and you both have yeah. great skin as well, well you know, and you. you're my age, so it's like, wow, that's great. So it's like you practice what you preach, and you be your own sort of right. walking billboard. Yeah. Okay, so. We talked a little bit before about nail polish. Is there any like healthy, I know you don't sell it, but is there any healthy yeah. nail polish or is it, is the healthy stuff, does it suck and like doesn't work? Well, no, I think that it works. I think that with nail polish, there's less bad nail polish. There's definitely like an effort now with these like three free and five four free, free and, and five free. free. And yeah. Certain, certain chemicals have been taken out of them, like maybe the most offensive ones. Um, I don't know that much about it, but I do know that there's definitely a spectrum and some are better than others. And I think the good ones, good ones, meaning the less toxic ones work just as well. Yeah. From my understanding, I don't, I'm not like a huge nail person, but they um, do. I think they do. There's There's a line called RGB that does nice nail polish. Mm I don't know how many free she is, but I right. used to actually carry her at Castor and Pollock's. Yeah. 10 over 10's nail polish is in the free range as well. That one, they have beautiful colors and that works yeah. well. What else? We'll those put are the all two. these in the show notes too. Yeah, those are yeah. the two that I can think of off the top of yeah. my head. I th- there's and one then, out of London called Butter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is kind of That's what they nice were like at the forefront too. of yeah. that. Um, and I think that, again, it kind of falls into that category of like, you got to make your own choices and you got to pick and choose what's important to you and what your trade-offs are. Yeah, totally. And I mean, that, I talk every guest I have. We always talk about that subject, especially when it comes to your dietary choices. It's yeah. like, yeah, there's this tipping point of neurosis where you're like totally. such a freak. You're, tr- you're just like, I'm a total control freak. Like I'm working on it. It's been hard to like pry my dying fingers off the things I want to control in my life. Yeah. People, situations, my health, my body, yeah, my yeah, environment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it can go that way where it gets neurotic. But yeah. then if you're just like, fuck it, I'll just do whatever. You're going to end up with a chronic yeah. disease yeah. by the time you're 60. Right. Yeah. Right. So I mean, to like, be honest, we try to not focus on that stuff and just focus really heavily on all the stuff that's so good for you. Yeah. You know, like if you crowd all that other stuff out with just like the amazing stuff, like Cindy has a really great thing that she always says, like we don't need another study that says smoking is bad for us. Like we know like certain products are not good for us. So let's talk about the actual products that are really delivering true health and what's in those and why we can just like keep adding more and more of those to our consistent daily choices. That's a really good approach. Like we don't even to be like honest, like, like we don't have like a nasties list or like a, right. We just That's don't, respectable. We just don't have it. I yeah. mean, we don't sell all those nasties right. at all, but for us, it's like, it's kind of a no-brainer. Of course, don't use those. It's like saying to you, who's really health-driven, like, you really shouldn't go to McDonald's, Luke. Like, you really shouldn't. You're like, yeah, duh, I know that. What's the thing that I need to do that actually is going to make me feel good? Right. right. You know? Right. Yeah. I th- yeah, I totally, I respect that because a lot of businesses in the health and wellness, 
they really use that fear tactic. We don't do that. You know, where it's like when they stage a false flag military oh, attack, yeah, problem, right. reaction, solution. Yeah, it's like yeah, a right. classic marketing yeah, you know, right. trifecta where you like, you scare the shit out of someone and yeah. they're like, oh no, then they look to big brother for the answer. Right, totally. And then they're like, hey, the answer is we're going to Iraq. You know, I mean, that's yeah, like the yeah, large scale, right, but they yeah. do that a lot in the health industry. Yeah, big time. Like, you and better we were, buy my like Chinese herbs or this vitamin. And that's a short-term solution. Yeah. It's like you're going to get somebody because they're scared and because they're coming at it from a place of fear right. and they're not going to probably see a result that's actually going to get them to continue on with it. They'll just like try it because they're like, oh shit, I need to do they're that. They're also not going to be really excited to come back to Cat Beauty because they yeah. know that coming to Cat Beauty means getting scared and not getting And feeling inspired. bad about themselves. Like we're all just doing the best we can. Yeah, like every no single person to- who walks into Cap, it's like, you're doing a great job. Like you are where you are right now and here's some other stuff that's going to make you feel even better. But like, you're in the place you're you're supposed to be. Don't push yourself further and further along the path if you're not there yet. Right? Yeah, you know? and the other side of it too is like fear is probably worse for you than yeah, like aluminum deodorant. It's not you good know for I mean? you. Fear and stress about like you totally. see it on people's faces. Yeah. I mean, you see it in New York. Like yeah. I'm noticing that just being in LA. Like the difference in like literally physical visages of people. And that, like, we've been to Erewhon and Gratitude, so that may explain it, but literally <laughs> yeah, just, it's like love everybody yoga. just looks, like, may, way more, like, open in their face and kind of responsive to what's happening. There's not, like, a this around them. Yeah. Which I think in, isn't the, in New York City, you have to kind of close your aura. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, I think you have to, to in order to survive. There's just too much energy, too many people. Right. It's just, it's too saturated. Like, when I go there, I'm just headphones on i even yeah. walk around with earplugs on sometimes yeah. like i'm just like <laughs> it's I a lot it's, I have to it's a lot up. yeah no i feel the same way like if you're a sensitive person at all it's like it can be wildly overwhelming you know so but, what are what are some of the other lifestyle practices i, I looked on your blog there was one post that was like uh, like the best of new york wellness and i noticed oh, you yeah. had that place i think it's called lift like a float is that oh, what it's called? A float clinic over in You know, in I've Brooklyn? never been there. Katie Hughes, who's our amazing director of brand development, um, she wrote that guide kind of with the help of all the office staff and us, oh, but cool. that was more her. And I'm not sure if Katie's been there, but I my there. husband's really into flotation oh, jokes. You've been to it? Yeah. Yeah, I really want to go. I just, that's, I haven't gone myself. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Whenever I go to New York, I always just Google that kind of stuff and was find it. Was it good? Yeah, it's amazing. It was good? Yeah. And like doing hyperbaric oxygen chambers and just, yeah, I'm yeah. always just trying to find that thing that's restorative so yeah, um, are yeah. there any other discoveries like you mentioned today while you're out here you went to something called a mineral meditation what was up yeah. with that yeah that was great that we was went um, it was almost more like a class yeah. I would say we did some meditation yeah it was cool it was run by a woman who's studies minerals and yeah Lauren Spencer King she has that company called Sphinx and the Milky Way and she does these beautiful little illustrations where she literally grinds down minerals like she grinds down rocks and then paints from those she's cool she leads a lot of breathwork circles she lives in Silver Lake and we follow her on Instagram and had found out about her and realized she was doing that today so we went to that we do a lot of yoga in New York that's kind of I'd say like our biggest practice where do yeah. you guys practice fitness in general is skyting like, is our kind of our main jam I also yeah. love Kula um, in Williamsburg that's kind of a weekly date I have with my husband that's yeah. really nice yeah. cool um, Pilates Pilates I have a Kundalini practice but I do that mostly at home or with oh, nice. um, Desiree from Ben Shan I go to a lot of her classes oh that's great yeah, yeah. that's um, great I like to run yeah yeah I managed to find a Kundalini class last time I was there in where'd Chelsea. you go um, I think it was called Kalsa 
Oh, uh, I don't know like, that. Um, Twenty huh. Third Street or something ish. Really? Yeah, it was like right around the corner from oh, where I was staying. I was like, right. I'd on. love to know where that really is. Great. I don't know. There's not a ton of Kundalini spots in New York. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I used to go to Golden Bridge a fair amount, but my schedule doesn't work with it as well right now. Yeah. So yeah, that one, I don't. I never stay down there anymore. Yeah. I stayed once there at a hotel that was right next door, and I went there, and it was cool. But like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so yoga, Pilates. We like the womb center. That's oh, really great. cool. Have you been yeah, there? That was on your site too. Tell yeah, us about that. Great. Those guys are great. They're it's a couple and it's, I can't remember their name right now. It's um Elian and David. Yeah. David. David He's Israeli. Yeah. Um, and so they opened on Bowery. They have this amazing space. He's a chef and so he has this cafe An exquisite in there. chef. Really good food. And they have this room that's outfitted with projectors and sound system they do amazing sound meditations i've never been to a sound meditation like it because you actually participate really like some of the yeah. sounds are actually you humming and screaming and wow it's super it's cool pretty so like, great. An, like a um an interactive sound bath yeah and even yeah. in the yoga classes mm-hmm. they do a bit of that and then it's like when you come out of these meditative states these projections are all on the walls around you of it's very really beautiful um, it engages all of your senses yeah that's and they also worked with this amazing woman named Michelle Gagnon, who oh, yeah. um, is an essential oil specialist. I, I guess she's she's like she's a, a biochemist, master but biochemist in essential oils, and she created a scent like for the actual physical space. So you're really engaging everything, like, right? And then and you then come out of class, and David serves you these beautiful tonic drinks that he's prepared, kind of to bring you back down to earth. Yeah, um, it's a really cool spot. I it's love, great. I love the womb center. Yeah, they're doing something good. Yeah. I'm definitely checking that out when I go to New York. That sounds. You should. Amazing. I think yeah, you'd, you'd love like it. it. You'd like it. And it's great. I think you'd that like them there. a lot too. Yeah. yeah, they're cute. They're young. They're smart. Yeah. It's just a good sign, I think, in in major cities like New York and LA, where you have these businesses popping up like that, and they actually do good business. Like yeah. They're, they survive. There's a place here in La Brea called Den Meditation, and they just have like you buy a monthly membership, and there's just yep. all of these meditation classes and knowledge meetings and yeah. sound baths, and they just yeah. have this whole community that just sprung yeah. up, and that. That's when great. they first opened, to be honest, I was like, oh, that should probably last a week. Like, <laughs> well, especially how are you going to get people to come in are... and like pay twenty five bucks yeah. to like sit in a forty five minute meditation class? It's like they do it. That's yeah, great. Place is always packed. They seem to be doing it very makes, well. It almost makes more sense in New York, where people's homes are not as a lot of people in New York. They're never home. Yeah. And their homes don't reflect a place where they like to go to unwind. And you can't fit anyone in your goddamn no, home. No, I know. It's, yeah, we have tiny. <laughs> There's a great guy named Nate Martinez who's a friend of oh, ours. Yeah. He does sound baths. Mm-hmm. He's great, and he does them out of Skyting. He also does them kind of around the city, but he does really beautiful yeah. sound meditations. He's a musician mm-hmm. who got into sound meditation and studied with the master for a while, and he's great. I love. Yeah. He's a really nice person, and mm-hmm. um, great for sound meditations. Yeah. And do you, speaking of meditation, do either of you have a regular style of practice in your life that we helps do. you? Yeah, yeah we do awesome? TM. You do TM? Yeah, cool. we, we learned do. last year. I think we're coming up on our year anniversary. Oh, yeah, we have to call Paul. Yeah. You guys we are really besties, huh? Like, you're always like, we did this, we're doing that. <laughs> well, we do I know. so much together. I mean, yeah, we're always it's together. Cool. Yeah. But we are actually, our friend Atane, who introduced us to her Kabbalah class, yeah. also introduced us to her meditation teacher, who is like, amazing. Maybe one of the best people I've ever met. And he's 
the executive director of the David Lynch Foundation. Wow, so he's high up. He's high, yeah, he studied with yeah. Maharishi Mahesh. And oh. he's he's like everybody's. I mean, he told the story. Yeah, he's he's a sweetheart. He's amazing. That's awesome. He's, yeah, I interviewed Russell Simmons the other day, and oh, he works well, with David Lynch and does TM and stuff too. Yeah. yeah, I do Vedic meditation, which yeah. is kind of an offshoot, and yeah, Bob this changed my life. Too. Yeah. Did you yeah. did you find so those of you listening that don't know what TM is? Transcendental meditation and Vedic yes. meditation, and the practice is twenty minutes twice a day. Yes. Mm-hmm. Once you get your mantra and you kind of learn your thing, did either of you find it difficult to have the discipline to keep that going at any point? I, I think have, it's hard. Yeah, it is hard. Yeah. I don't always do it twice a day, but I always do it once at least. Yeah. yeah. It's hard for me to do it at home if my kids are awake. Uh, yeah, I can imagine. It's just like I call it, I tell them it's quiet time. They kind of get it. Like my daughter will come and sit next to me to kind of like do it with me. And then in like a minute, she's like, Mama, I want to whisper something in your ear. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, you yeah. know, I yeah. just like go with it. I'm like, what would Bob tell me to do? Oh, yeah. He would just tell me to like go back to it. And, right. Yeah, I mean, just, my meditation teacher teaches, his name is Jeff Kober, and he teaches uh, courses in New York periodically yeah. throughout the year. And he goes to like Union Square Park and meditates. Yeah. And that's like part of that teaching. It's totally, I think when people think of meditation, they have yeah. these preconceived ideas mm-hmm. that you have to force your mind to be right. quiet. And if the you are thinking, then you're ru- yeah. you've ruined it. And it's not, you're not meditating. You have to be somewhere quiet. Right. No, but I that's like part of it. Tradition. And that's what I like about TM too is like, yeah, you'll have thoughts. That's okay. It's so practical. It's really it's practical. Like, do it. Yeah. It's I was really, a, really simple. I just was like at a do workshop it. at Jiva Mukti and the meditation teacher was saying that actually like all that noise, it makes it a really good place to practice because you're practicing. Yeah. Got that right. Yeah. Right. I have a hard time with it myself. Yeah, I have hard. these they're around here somewhere, but I mean, it's quiet in here, quiet yeah. enough to record, but it's still too loud in here for to me to meditate because there's a four-way stop sign right there. Oh, yeah. And I'll be like, okay, oh, yeah. you know, people yeah. start honking. I'm like, God yeah. damn it. So I have those little like, the, what they wear at the airport. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. construction yeah, yeah. earmuffs. Yeah. I mean, it's like. That's hilarious. And I actually, my teacher told me you're not supposed to do that. You're I think it's kind of cool to just go with that I, stuff I, happening. Yeah, me too. You know what I mean? There. I think that I'm, is yeah. the practice. Yeah, yeah. yeah right? That's. Yeah. It's funny. It's I just never going to be a perfect environment. I don't for know how it. people meditate when it's really loud. Yeah, because I'm like, I want to get knocked out. I want to yeah. really go into that. Oh zone. yeah, me too. I want to go. Like it feels that like you're feels on drugs. When really you're good. good meditation, but it's definitely hard. I mean, I didn't ever have a successful practice until I learned TM. It was like sitting for three minutes without. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's harder so than easy. running three miles. It's what yeah. benefits have you noticed as a result of having started that meditation? Mm. Carrie Litt says a lot, like we talk about it because it's sort of hard to tell because your life is always changing. So you don't know actually how you would be. We just wrote a book. Yeah. And no that was way. like an yeah. incredible amount of work. And, you know, there's just a lot going on always because we've got a business to run. And it's just funny because as our business is ramped up, so is our meditation practice. So it, it's sort of hard to say where we'd be without it. But it definitely, I think it got us through yeah. writing the book. The book yeah. writing process was really... I don't want to say easy to make it sound like it was easy, but it was like filled with a lot of ease. It was a lot of work, but it was between, I think all the practices that we have and what we do and how we take care of ourselves, just like let us write the book in Mm -hmm. a way that felt super um, like clean and strong, you know, like it didn't ever feel like I could have imagined that of happening many years ago with no, like with way fewer practices in place for myself. 
and yeah, it just been like all nighters and bad like, snacks. You know, like lots of coffee, just things like to keep you up and up and up. And we never, we never really. I mean, we got tired, yeah. and it was like some days we were like, "Oh man, we got to write this," but it was never like hair pulling yeah. at all. It was actually really joyful. Yeah. If I got out my checkbook right now and I offered <laughs> each of you one million dollars each to not meditate for the rest of your life, would you take it? And you, you could not meditate one time ever again. I'll no. give you a million dollars right now. No. No. How about ten? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe ten. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> like one doesn't Can really we do move Kundalini? the needle. Does I live that in New York, man. I can't even buy a fucking Are we just talking to him? Could I do Shavasana? Yeah, yeah, okay. No. Well, you can, you can do <laughs> oh, that. Oh, yeah, if we yeah, can yeah. do Shavasana, I'm in. No, yeah. I, I think that's just a great question. I interviewed a, a, a woman question. from New York actually named Emily Fletcher who has a place called Ziva Meditation out there, and she's oh, a yeah. Vedic meditation teacher, um, amazing lady, and that's how she described her practice. She was like, wow. it's so important to me that there, wow. and from the beginning, she said, um, that there is no amount of money mm-hmm. you could pay me to give it up. There's just it's invaluable and yeah. when she that's an interesting that, way to think about that it that statement to me I was like you know what that's totally the way it is for me too I, yeah. I mean there's just nothing I would trade right for that ability to really be Drop with in. myself and yeah. to clear that channel of emotions and mind and all yeah. of that and connect to something other than myself yeah. or what I seem to think is interesting. myself the other thing is just how like purely physical the benefits are it's mm-hmm. so i mean we had a talk in the store with do you know um dr robin burzen yeah I yeah, she, robin. Did, yeah. She, did a, um, she did a talk in our store i think the subject of the talk was like hormones and skin health and of course she just sort of went more basic into like what it is to be in balance and to have health and she said that literally the single most important thing you can do for your health is meditate and i That's totally awesome. believe that i mean you yeah. feel the stress leaving your body when you do it but I think a lot of people think that it's like a high like you're gonna leave and be like oh I feel so high from that and I don't feel like for me like that's not my TM practice it's really subtle for me it's like a really subtle deep level in my body that feels really good but when people are like oh meditation doesn't work for me it's like I think those people are like expecting something else like they're expecting to feel a different way and it does modify you and shift you but not in like it's not coffee you know what I mean? Oh, it doesn't no. like work in that kind of way, like, but it accumulates over time and settles into your body and becomes a memory. Like for me, it's like, it just has made me more mellow and more focused and more, um, I'd say like clear, just like clearer on everything. Have either of you experienced as a result of meditation an emergence of negativity, like where you've become more mm. irritable or had any you know bouts with anger where you're like wow who am i right now what the hell like i I thought i was over this i did early on like when we were when we were first learning i had a situation where i had meditated and then like the typical kind of like stressors of my life of like especially like family stuff and just you know sometimes it's hard with young children to like get everyone dressed and get everyone out of the house and get it all done and keep everyone on track And I remember feeling like, wow, I'm actually a really, really patient person. And that kind of stuff does not throw me off. And after meditating, I had a moment where that was like too intense. And I actually, I talked to Bob about it. And his recommendation was, I don't know if you do this in Vedic meditation, but we do sort of like almost like a cool down. So like after I meditate, there's usually a couple of minutes of not. Same, yeah. And where you're not engaging with the world, but you're not fully meditating and 
the recommendation was just do that for longer. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. good to know. I, Cause I didn't get that recommendation. It's sort of like, it's sort of like passing back through the atmosphere to yeah, the earth. Right. If you've been in outer right. space, it's like, it's a little I think rocky. That's a really good yeah. analogy. Have you had like outbursts of anger after? Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> I had been doing various forms of meditation for, I guess probably 15 years yeah. before I, I learned Vedic, just from reading books and listening yeah. to a lot of guided meditations. Yeah. And yeah. Just trying to cobble together yeah. anything I could. I went to India and learned some stuff there and, it was cool. It worked for me, but I was mm-hmm. never able to like sit in that zone right. and just yeah. like go yeah, yeah. go dark. Like, and I don't mean dark negative, but just dark in the most beautiful way in that meditation. Yeah. And yeah, it was really weird because I'd worked through a lot of just childhood trauma mm-hmm. and just in therapy and everything that I've done. Um, yeah. Just worked on anger and hostility and just impatience and irritability right. and all that stuff a lot. And I started meditating and it took me a while to realize that, that there was a correlation there. But yeah, yeah, I was like, God, I'm like regressing, becoming a dick again, you know? And then I yeah. I sort of realized that it was, it, it, it definitely had a timeline <laughs> correlation between my meditation. And so I, you know, I of course right. went to my teacher, Jeff, and he's like, yeah, man, this are, you have lifetimes, not just this lifetime, but yeah, yeah, lifetimes plural Mm -hmm. worth of stressors and trauma that your soul is working out and when you get your mind out of the way and you create that platform and set the intention to release that stuff it's coming out and so yeah yeah, of course you're irritable yeah i think that's the thing a lot of people get into meditation thinking like oh i'm gonna become so chill and zen it's like well sometimes i used to have that after yoga from time to time i would have a really great yoga class and then get home and be really agitated and I think it just was like kind of like stirring stuff up. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. But I don't have that so much anymore, but I definitely had that when I was younger. Yeah. So speaking of yeah. negativity, both of you are obviously very devoted to this lifestyle so yeah. much so that you've made it a business. And it's like what you do, it's what you're contributing to the planet yeah. and its occupants. Did either of you have like a catalyst of failure or pain that sort of led you in this direction of health and well-being or was it just a subtle charm of like you know what I feel better when my life goes more this way for myself personally why I ask is like I definitely went downhill really far earlier in my Mm -hmm. life and like was forced to make a change and kind of explore all this stuff Mm -hmm. was that the case for you or was it just sort of a natural progression I would say I've always been really drawn to it and really interested no, I was never like rock bottom, so to speak. But my mom died from cancer when I was pretty young. And I think that also precipitated like a deeper interest. And I think even like for me, reading someone like Chris Carr was really important to feel kind of back in control. And, you know, it's not like I also recognize that disease happens to even healthy people. Like my mom was a healthy person, but it happened. And I think though that feeling like you don't have to feel bad you don't have to succumb to things it's really empowering so I would say that was probably one of the biggest pulls for me but it's all it's always been an interest and then it's also like there are times in my life where yeah you have that interest but it's also coupled with the lifestyle of a young single person living in New York City so I'm not I haven't always been as deep into a wellness practice as I am now but it's always been an interest. Awesome. Yeah. And how about yeah. you? I think Cindy's interest was probably deeper than mine was. It started there. And then mine, I think when I found out I had celiac, that was a really big one for me. I used to feel like shit all the time. And I just, um, 
So you were like eating gluten the whole time while you're celiac and then had no idea why I you had were... no idea. I mean, I just felt horribly all the time. Like I was in and out of doctor's offices, like as a kid, like all the time. They were like, she has ulcers, she has IBS, she has colitis. Yeah, have she another has, antibiotic. Yeah, like here's another antibiotic, like all these things. And I just couldn't believe that that was how people felt. Um, but I felt that way and I didn't know I was doing anything wrong and I wasn't super deep down the rabbit hole at all. I was just like, oh, this is what it's like to get older. But I didn't really believe that. I was like, I mean, I was maybe 37, 38 when I found out I had it. And I couldn't believe that people could feel that way at 37 years old and then get to the age of 70. It just didn't make sense to me. Um, so for me, when I found that out from my doctor and I wasn't like investigating what was wrong with me I just went in for a routine physical and my doctor who is in no way it's Cindy's doctors as well he's not alternative at all he's like a great doctor but he's not like looking to uncover it's stuff not a functional medicine doctor no. not even close like Robin like he doesn't really believe in green juice he just thinks it's overpriced water yeah, he thinks basically. we're crazy <laughs> but, you know right. yeah but he's he's a good doctor but he'll do and a blood he, test and know. he did a blood test on me for my annual physical and called me and was like I what's like how are you walking around He's like, do you feel horrible? And I was like, that's what I've been telling you. Like, I really do feel horrible. It's not just me coming in, like, as a, you know, New York dweller feeling bad. So I found that out. And then that really led me to realize how good I could feel. Like, I think I had been treating my body in a way that I wouldn't treat it now because I didn't even know it could feel that good. We talk about that a lot where people don't even realize what it feels like to feel really good until you feel right. really, really bad and then you actually see the light. So for me, that was really profound. And then mm -hmm. I started feeling good and was like, whoa, this is kind of amazing. And then I just like, given my personality and kind of leanings, just like went with it and was like, oh, this is rad. Like if this makes me feel this way, I want to know about this, 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 and this. And, you know, like I'm learning every day. Like I don't, we'll never run out of things to learn no. about. It's so cool and so exciting. But um, for me, it was just feeling shitty all the time. Yeah, I'd say I relate to that and then <laughs> totally. I kind of like fed that you know what I mean it was like like I said like when you don't know how to feel good that's it's not even an option to feel good so you just keep feeding the feeding yourself in a way that doesn't make sense yeah that's the you most know? frustrating thing I find when I work with people um doing coaching is like is to get them over the threshold where yeah. they feel like an actual human being yeah and then once they like have good days and yeah. then they go back to the aspartame msg canola oil wheat yeah. gluten soy corn like right. all the nastiness yeah diet cokes then you go back to that and you're like oh my god like just the brain fog comes back oh, the energy yeah. like digestive problems but you have to get someone to that baseline. If you have no reference point it's really hard right. it's, it's like contrast. trying to envision something or feel something mm -hmm. that is not a part of your system right. how do you explain it it's like trying to explain a feeling to someone is very challenging you don't know if your feelings the same as somebody else's yeah so exactly. it's, it's complicated right. but i think for me i always say you know people will say to me like i could never not eat pizza or bagels again and i'm like i could have a pizza right now i just don't want to like it's and right. I think that shift as well, like it's not that I can never have it. I could leave here right now and go have it, but I don't I don't want to. And yeah. that I think is the difference. It's, yeah. you know, it's it's connecting also what you're doing and what you're ingesting and what you're putting on your skin with how you feel. Yeah. As opposed to just like, well, of course there's a pleasure moment 
for anyone with eating yeah, everyone really has delicious. that. Like pizza would be delicious. What is more pleasurable but than pizza? I mean, you have <laughs> pizza's like the I heroine think I remember of food. When it, yeah, I mean, it's like, I know. Like, you could oh put sugar God. on it. Maybe. You know what? Oh though I never liked pizza. Like oh, this really? is the weird thing. When I was a kid, I actually was the only kid who never liked pasta, who never liked sandwiches, who didn't like pizza. So my body knew, right? Like, mm-hmm. how many kids are eating like shrimp? That was like my favorite food was shrimp. Not a lot of children are doing that, but I, I think for sure my body was like, don't eat that stuff. It's not, it doesn't work so well for you. I didn't crave it in any way. And when I did eat it, I would eat so much of it because I would ne- get no nutritional value from it that I would just, I would never feel sated from it. Have you ever had the experience where you're eating really clean for a while and then you're like, fuck it, I'm going to eat a whole carton of Oreos because it just feels good. And and not only is there a price to pay, but they're not actually that good anymore. Have right, you experienced like, right. Because I, I have these fantasies like Doritos, which are horrible, full of GMO corn and yeah, yeah, MSG, yeah. and just that yeah. they're not even, they're literally not even food. Yeah. Or Oreos with whatever yeah. that large shit, yeah, like yeah, hydrogenated yeah. Totally. oil in the middle. Yeah. I mean, just like the stuff you find at your average grocery store. But I still have that memory from being mm-hmm. a kid and like Oreos were the shit. Right. So I used right. to have like that. Like, you know what? That. I don't have that anymore. You don't I have, have it? I, I, I've had it with like champagne maybe or tequila or something like where it's like I don't drink much and then it sounds really fun to just like do something with abandon and that's not as good as yeah, yeah it sort of you know. loses it it's like the yeah. mystique that some of those things have it's this nostalgia yeah I think. yeah like, totally when I was a kid I loved Captain Crunchberry so like oh let's have a bowl of that with yeah. like hormone laden antibiotic yeah, yeah. gross God, I used to pus cow kid. milk and it's yeah. like uh, it's actually it's not really that good no. when you try it no well I think it's I mean all of that stuff is just made for us to crave it like I ate that way as a kid that was totally how I ate so it's not like I can't remember it I just um, I don't crave it as much because I feel like I've like canceled it out with the good stuff now I crave like the stuff that's like fun which is like a bag of granola you know what I mean it's like I've conditioned myself to think that's really wild totally you know like oh I'm gonna go crazy on a bag of granola yeah I've been getting something uh, here in LA I don't I guess they don't have it in New York it's called model meals and it's this like gourmet like pre-made meals that you just heat up yeah Uh, it's like all paleo and just totally according to my dietary preferences and it's so so good yeah and one of the things that they have on the menu every because the menu changes every week you order every sunday and then you know you order however many days so i just stop grocery shopping because my food always just rots i don't know Mm, how to cook i hate cooking Yeah. yeah so i get my model meals and i just put like a little ghee in a skillet and I heat it up I don't even follow the directions on how you're supposed to heat it up I just do it all in a you know in a skillet but one of the things they have is like pastured bacon like Mm. from totally free range like really natural pigs and um and it comes in these big thick chunks and it's just like that's (laughs) totally well that's what happens healthy fats some protein it's good for you yeah so that's like my version of bacon now. So if I like drove right. by an IHOP and was like, ooh, I want to go get some of that crispy, like overcooked, you know, gross right. yeah. Yeah. bacon, it, it wouldn't actually taste good anymore because now I've had like the most chronic bacon. Totally. Yeah, you've canceled you know? out. Yeah, that's how I am version. with like, yeah. Or like that could be about like some incredible chocolate or some yeah. incredible, you know, that like yeah. grindstone bread is as good totally. as any bread in my opinion. And yeah. it's made from quinoa and fennel. Like it's amazing. Yeah. But I don't want the baguette. Yeah. 
And those kind of processed foods, like they really like their chemicals set up to like make you want them. I had those in my system for a long time being a kid who was raised on that. Like yeah. Cindy wasn't raised on that. Like that was like what we ate. And yeah. I can still, like you said, Doritos. I was like, I don't want Doritos. And then I was like, those sound delicious. Especially yeah. at the beach. <laughs> yeah. like my totally, mom always totally, bought totally. us Doritos and went to the beach. I always associated them like that oh, was yeah. Oh my God. The and you had like There's orange fingers yeah, and sand. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, totally. Yeah. totally. So um, <laughs> mm-hmm. we're getting closer to the end here. There's something I definitely want to cover that I'm holding in mind. But on the food tips, just because we're covering the lifestyle, what mm-hmm. types of things are you eating that you're finding serve your body and give you good energy to mm-hmm. be these fabulous entrepreneurs that you are at this point? plants yeah a lot of vegetables a lot of vegetables i think it's sort of the base of any good eating right yeah whether you're paleo or vegan or anything else it's just like probably we should all be eating more vegetables than we think we need yeah agreed and fermented food like a Uh, lot of sauerkraut a lot of fermented olives and yeah. pickles and coconut everything. butter we have we have a coconut butter we sell in the store that's a cat oh, yeah. beauty coconut it's butter really that's good. just absolutely delicious amazing amazing beautiful food healthy fat yeah we use or, that you know, for a lot of things well, um well-made fat is good yeah what else i'd say like fruits vegetables so tons fat, of vegetables healthy yeah. fats and then are you eating any fish or meat i do i eat fish i eat eggs but yeah. not a lot, probably. Not yeah. probably every day at all. But I'm pretty laxed about trying things also. I have a, my husband is French and he's the son of a butcher. And like, you know, we go to parties and things like that where like sometimes there's some like pate that somebody's mom made in Brittany and smuggled into the country. And it's like, maybe I'll try that. That's I'm cool. pretty open about that. But it's, I would say most of my life is more plant heavy and. I'm sort of flexible. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a good yeah. way to be. I, I mean, that's so. I, yeah. I, I like people always want to like categorize us, right? Are, yeah. are you paleo or vegan or vegetarian? Right. It's like, yeah. dude, I'm not a thing that I eat. It's like, right. whatever yeah. my body seems to want at that moment. I mean, yeah. sometimes I subsist on like green smoothies for a week and like, I don't know, that's all I really yeah. feel like eating. And then there's yeah. times where I just crush every animal on the planet. <laughs> and, you know, it's just. <laughs> That's what it feels like yeah. at the moment. Yeah. You know? That's yeah. Be conscious about the choices of where those things come from. Totally. Very conscious about that. But yeah. 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 I like the idea of those of us in the industry kind of like getting rid of the labeling and all these strict yeah. rules. Yeah. I think it, a lot of people struggle with that. So divisive. Yeah. You know? yeah. I also like, think that anyone in a position like in our spa, our estheticians, a lot of the people who work at CAP are super pro bone broth and, you know, stuff that we don't really do. But it's you know it's it definitely boils down to what works for you and i think you know we have a girl who started with us and she was vegan for i don't know how many years and then one of our estheticians convinced her to drink bone broth and yeah it's like that's cool it's like yeah she's that's the gateway drug for a lot of vegans i think the the human body at a point for a lot of people goes like "Mm, i need like a little something nutrient dense you know i know a guy actually who considers himself a hardcore vegan and he eats bone broth because he's just like he's i'm sorry my body wa- <laughs> my body wants it but he won't yeah. eat meat i don't I mean, even think cool he does that he's doing that anything, i'm just saying he's, he's just like sorry yeah yeah i'm doing bone broth yeah 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 you know? so it's, that's it's why it's that. nice to lose the labels yeah because yeah. he's not a hardcore vegan yeah you know if he's well that's like- the well the thing is it's there is like a gray area with bone yeah. broth because it's like well that animal was already killed for their meat 
and organs mm, yeah, anyway. Yeah, but you could like, say that about, about any, about any <laughs> individual part. Like so is the leather, and so but is I, the. I mean, know. to me, it's like if I was a vegan, I'm like, all right, I, my body's calling for a little of that, but I don't want to contribute by eating a steak. But it's like, the, in other words, they don't raise whether it's like really healthy pasture raised animals right. or the worst factory farm. No one's raising cattle just for their bones. <laughs> you know Unless I mean? there's enough it's, demand for bone broth, then they yeah. will. Oh shit. <laughs> Okay, you got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It, but yeah. we're not judging any yeah, no, eating totally, habit. I know. And like, no. I think it, that's where it boils back down to, like, definitely base that diet in vegetables. Base it in a lot of fruits and vegetables and well-grown anything, and then do what you're going to do. Yeah, and Just like most being of thoughtful all, behind that decision. Most too. of all, be really aware of how it makes you feel. Yeah, I think is the bottom line. And like you said, like, there's probably times in your life where your body is calling for something, so do it. Well, I also watch animals, you know, even uh, like you have a dog. I, yeah. I'm sure you've seen your dog will just fast. You ever notice oh, that? Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Like your when dog's like, fuck you, well. I'm not eating this week. You're, yeah. you're like, oh, is it sick? And like yeah. freak out. It's like, no, the dog just wants to go eat some grass. Like yeah, when you yeah. take it for a walk yeah. and it's good. It's like yeah. it's doing its yeah. little they spring They don't have like all the kind of like psychology around mm-hmm. eating. My my kids are like that too. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Like my daughter will go through, I mean, there was a big period of her life where she didn't want to eat in the morning. She didn't want to eat at night, but she ate like two lunches and had like a smoothie or just juice or water or something and at first I was like should I be worried about this and it was like she's growing perfectly she's super lithe and healthy and it's fine well you just brought back like childhood trauma of my dad like pounding on the dining room table going eat yeah because I wouldn't eat and he'd make me eat eggplant oh I still hate eggplant (laughs) do you still hate it I've never liked eggplant but I just remember that eat he would like pound on the table and he was very ominous sort of yeah, presence yeah. and people uh, get really freaked yeah. out about their kids not I've eating. since forgiven him but yeah. I always was like I don't I'm not hungry like why are you trying to stuff food down my face right. if I don't want it like yeah. yeah and you know being in more of a parent age yeah. now although I don't have them that totally makes sense it's like uh your kid knows what it is supposed to be doing right totally right. your kid's not going to starve and one day you're going to come home yeah. and they're going to be emaciated yeah yeah you know they're too young to probably have an eating disorder but I think that's a healthy way yeah. Yeah. Like, cool you're in charge of your body yeah totally yeah unless they're just being a rat and they won't eat dinner I mean yeah there's there's also like at a certain age then they start to like mimic what their friends are doing or they decide that they want something that's Maybe not because they really want it, but I'm pretty relaxed about kind of letting her dictate when she's hungry. And my son is a little different. He has growing issues. He's very tiny and there's a lot more people like trying to force feed him. That's a little bit of an issue for me because a lot of times it's like, I know he needs calories, but he also needs nutrition. And so, you know, you have like people who just want to give him like chocolate milk and bacon. And that's fine too, if it's good chocolate milk and good bacon, but He's not tiny because he's not eating. He's tiny for genetic reasons. And so, you know, we can also focus on nutrition. So Yeah, yeah, yeah cool. Okay, so the next thing I wanted to ask you as we come to a close is what's up with this book? Yeah, the book. Oh, the book. Yeah, the book is interesting. It's um, the working it's, title yeah. and probably the title is High Vibrational Beauty. And the subtitle is Recipes and Rituals for Radical Self-Care. Wow, nice yeah, title. So I like cool. it. Cool. Thank yeah. you. And it's um, half cookbook. Yeah, it's and seasonal. half kind of it's based on the seasons. A lot of recipes. I think we have 75 recipes in there. Yeah. Um, and then also rituals, like things to incorporate with the season to make you feel your best. And then kind of our philosophy on eating and lifestyle and practices and just basically yeah. the whole cat beauty kind yeah. of manifesto laid out in a 
300 page book yeah that's it's amazing. very like sort of the way we live and the way we approach beauty is beauty is a bigger word not just cosmetic but like you know drinking your tea from a beautiful cup and yeah incorporating beauty into sort of everything you do yeah our tagline yeah. is beauty is wellness for cat beauty and that really is how we kind of strive to live each and every day yeah. that's awesome yeah, yeah. well it was thank fun you to for write. contributing and i can't wait for that book yeah, yeah. next year next april april yeah, awesome. yeah. Well, a we'll year from now we'll do everything we can to support it and get thank it out you. there too. thank so you so i'm going to ask you my closing question as we end here yeah and I'm curious to see, because it's always fun interviewing two people, because usually I just have one guest, so I get a double answer. <laughs> yeah. So you've taught me tons of stuff today. Our audience has learned a bunch from you. Who have been three teachers or teachings in your lives that have influenced you to become who you are today? Could be a book, a person, anything. A philosophy. We like to put in the show notes these types of resources okay. because someone will listen to you and be like, you know what? That Carrie Lynn's really cool. I like listening to her. Like, how <laughs> yeah. did she become who she is? So that's why I'm like, all right, yeah. what got you to where you I'm are? I'm going to say Bob Roth, and I think Cindy's yeah. probably going to say that as well, the executive director of the David Lynch Foundation. I think I'm going to take another one from Cindy as well, but probably Chris Carr. She's the one who really like yeah. made me look at my diet and my life in a different way. Um, and then the third one, hmm. I'm going to go, I'll I'll say a couple while yeah. you're waiting. Natalia Rose, did you ever read her books? No, huh? She was, like, I want to say it was sort of back in the 90s, like late yeah. 90s, early 2000s. She did a book called The Raw Food Detox Diet. But it introduced me to these some of these concepts of, like, eating. A lot of times people will say, breakfast is the most important meal. And that never really resonated for me. So she, and a lot of her philosophy comes from Gil Jacobs, who's a colon therapist in New York, who's like, He's like the godfather of colonics, and he's like the guy to go to if you want to like really go there. Um, and her book, she's a student of his, and her book was very interesting to me because it presented a lot of ideas that I hadn't known already. Bob, for sure, Bob Roth. And I'm going to say this isn't somebody anybody can Google or do anything about, but my Aunt Maggie was really, really um, important in kind of teaching me how to live. Like she was yeah. like her whole kind of life pursuit was aesthetics and knowledge and her whole world was just like a rabid interest in why things were beautiful and how to make your life beautiful and how to make yeah. your space beautiful and she was really kind of a driving force for me there her style yeah her yeah. style is just um like nothing i'd ever seen yeah where was she from she was from portland oregon Oh, okay cool yeah and she in my other business we make um i'm not wearing them today but i make a bracelet called the maggie bracelet which is based on a bracelet she wore for 40 years and there are many women across the country now that have them and and it was kind of this beautiful family heirloom that i was passed yeah. down and now i cast them and i sell them and she she was just really influential to me and in like that pursuing a beautiful life was a very worthy pursuit yeah Amen. I yeah. agree. What's your yeah. I'd probably go with my mom. Yeah. She was, she grew up on an apple farm, and so she had this sort of like innate kind of eco earth mom kind of thing. And I think she was really informed like how I raise my kids and how, like what I notice in life. And a lot of the same things as Carrie Lynn also. She, all of her family were artists. And so there was a lot of aesthetics and from awesome. cooking from how we ate to how we lived. And cool. she was pretty laid back, so. Yeah. All right. I wish I had her. That. In closing, yeah. where would you like people to go to find you on social media, websites, phone numbers, right. all um, that stuff? Come to our store. 
Yeah, come West visit. Us. I'm going to come to your store. I'm Please come to your store. Come have a treatment. Yeah. And I usually stay usually stay in Chelsea or the West Village. Yeah, so yeah you got to come right visit there. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're right yeah. there. Um, Catbeauty.com, which we're actually in the process of redoing. It's up right now. It's pretty, but it's going to be even more dynamic and beautiful. And that's happening in July. But Catbeauty.com. Yeah. Our Instagram is Daily, And I think Twitter, our Facebook, Facebook and Twitter are yeah. the same. More active on Instagram than the other two, but um, I know. Who and can, the blog, who can the blog, figure out Facebook? I, I mean, I mean we, we literally can't figure out Facebook Live. I'm it's, like, I don't. Is Facebook like an old person is thing it now, or is it a young person thing? I, think, I don't it understand it. The shit at all. out of me. Yeah. I log on my pages and I'm like, and it uh, looks what? crazy. There's yeah. too much stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crazy. we like want to edit it to yeah, clean it up. Funny. But um, needs to redesign. But Facebook. Instagram's a big one for and then, us. What about your blog? I mean, I know um, yeah, I was so just saying it's connected yeah, to our site. You can get and to it through beautiful. the homepage. So right. there's a big scroll across the top that says Shop Spa Blog. Just yeah. click on and the big blog. As word. I said, I love your blog. Thank it's just you. beautiful and the content's amazing. So I'd want to encourage you. people to definitely yeah. go. We and we do all these free events in the store. So if anyone's in New York City, just there's an event section on the blog. Yeah. That you, you guys can read can, about. And everyone's Excellent. always welcome. Excellent. Well, thank yeah. you so much for joining thank me. I'm you. glad you thank got you. this one over the so place. Fun. Yeah, yeah, it's always better doing it in person than it is on Skype and stuff. Yeah. So for sure. When I found out you were in town, I'm like, let's just do it. Let's go. Let's go. So, so great. great. We thank really you for are happy the time. to be here. Thank of you course, for joining us uh, on Instagram Live over there and Facebook Live and Thanks, what will everyone. soon be YouTube. And yes. uh, we'll bid you farewell until we meet again. Excellent. Thank you. Oh, man, what a heartwarming episode, right? I love these ladies. What a great time we had sitting down in the living room and uh, shooting the shit for a couple hours. I'm really glad that you got to join us. I hope that you enjoyed that. Keep in mind that you can catch the entire interview in one lump sum over on YouTube. I think it's like an hour and 45 minutes or something like that, but it's a really great talk. So thanks so much for tuning in. And uh, of course, I'm going to remind you to come back next Tuesday where I've got an interview with Dr. Mark Circus, who's a, a guy that's based down in Brazil. And we talk about healing cancer naturally. It is hardcore. This is an amazing episode. So I don't want you to miss that Tuesday. In fact, I'm so intent on you not missing that episode because everyone knows someone that's had cancer. And um, there are alternative therapies that actually work, you guys. You don't have to get chemo and radiation and all that stuff. So um, how you're not going to miss it on Tuesday is very easy, you guys. All you have to do is just click subscribe on your device. That way it'll be automatically downloaded to your computer or your phone, okay? So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to check out Cap Beauty's website and blog. They're doing some amazing stuff. I really want to support these ladies. They are not only fun, but they're just doing great, cool things in the world. And they're doing it with style, man. And um, that's important. Back in the day, everything related to health food and health and wellness and stuff was branded so shitty and ugly. It's like so cool when someone comes along and they make this lifestyle sexy and they're doing it. So thanks so much. See you Tuesday with Dr. Mark Circus. Hey, and don't forget to go to lukestory.com forward slash support where you can throw in a couple bucks to help keep this party going. You can do a one-time pledge or even a monthly contribution and any little bit helps, I swear. So go to lukestory.com forward slash support and show some love. It's greatly appreciated. Thanks. Thanks.